That's How You Feel podcast, a no-nonsense platform where we talk about life, how to know yourself, and let go of all that no longer serves you by shifting your perspectives one thought at a time and really opening yourself up to new possibilities. We have interviews with guests along with personal vulnerable stories from the host, as well as other topic discussions. On this platform, we hope that you find the answers that you're searching for. In the words of Marcus Aurelius, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. Keep shifting your perspectives and finding the delights in everyday moments. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. I'm Kate from That's How You Feel podcast. And today is our final episode of the Higher Human series. I'm joined by Kyle. In this last episode, we're going to be talking about what is a higher human. And on this series thus far, we've broken it down into several different categories of kind of the things that help you lead up to this framework that Kyle is basically uh, building out more or less within his community and platform. So in episode one, we talk about the journey to self. This is really the deprogramming and this dismantling, but it first starts out in more of an observational standpoint where you're almost looking through things through your unconscious lens, where you're not fully aware yet of why the things are happening around you, but you start to notice these things. And then in episode two, we talked about the shadow work, where you're finally beginning to take accountability for your own suffering as well as your own being by being able to face the parts of yourself that you had failed to face before because you were unconscious and unaware of the programming conditioning that had been instilled in you. So this is really the true deprogramming process that takes place of unearthing your true self. And then in episode three, we discussed this discovery of self. Through the deprogramming, are you able to then start unearthing these soul fragments that are truly you, your authentic form, and being able to move in that direction that helps you align with your purpose, align with your authenticity, and you're able to start reprogramming yourself in this way that's organic and beautiful and less resistant in terms of you know conflict and stress that's not fulfilling you anymore. And then finally, we got into episode four, well, we're talking about community and how we're able to connect the dots and being able to align with things that are truly for our highest good. And as Kyle discussed in that episode, community can be more than just one group, or it doesn't have to be this bigger, huge group. It can be just your intimate, small relationships. And these are the things that are going to help us learn the most about ourselves through these triggered moments, through these conflicts through these differences of opinions that helps you evolve and see things from a new and a higher perspective. And so in today's final episode, we're really going to wrap this all together and really discuss this internal framework and thought processes that Kyle and I have kind of discovered and talked about that is more or less kind of like a generalized rubric of how to really become this higher human that we all aspire to be when we're on this journey of self-discovery, of self-awareness, of spiritual awakening, whatever you want to call it, this higher level thought forms, this higher consciousness that we're all connected into and what it all pertains. So Kyle, thank you so much for joining us for our final episode. 
It has been an absolute pleasure. If you wanted to just uh, give us any wrap up of the last four episodes here, and then we can kind of jump into what is a higher human. Yay. Awesome, Kate. I appreciate you pushing me to do, actually do this five-part series. This is happening because Kate believed in me, I guess, you know, so I appreciate you super, super mucho. Um, the puzzle pieces, the, the last four episodes were puzzle pieces that need to be put together in order to have this ultimate, this bigger picture view of what needs to happen for the elevation or the ascension or the ev evolution of the human mind, the human consciousness, right? And so those are not all the pieces of the puzzles, but what we could provide in this five-part series. And I think it, it covers a, a basic understanding of what needs to happen when you start to look within yourself, right? Obviously, there's the outer world to think of and systems and all these other things out there that will prevent you from looking within and you need to recognize those also but i think the 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 last four episodes were a good starter to understand and to get the foundation of of what it means to evolve into your higher self or to at least connect with that aspect of yourself right and so the self discovery part it's it's you know the breaking down the peeling back of the layers even the awareness of being able to know that there is, there are layers to peel back. It's like that aha moment, because most people think they know who they are already, right? And that's the conditioned ego. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to really elaborate on this lofty idea I've had, and I've been sitting on for five years now. Um, the higher humans, it came about, I remember I just laid in bed and higher humans came to my mind. So here we, here we are. Um, I think it's always wanted to become a podcast. But again, I, the first four steps we spoke about was me understanding that I had to do some internal work to be able to come here and sit on this camera and have a conversation right? It took years of resistance of me being like, I will never, who am I? What, what, what do I have to say, right? Especially getting on camera and having to record myself. Yeah, the work was, the work was done there to be able to feel the confidence and knowing that like, what I have to say is legitimate and I know my shit. So, you know, just have to be able to do the work to really kind of connect with that aspect of me to be able to deliver this message. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, that's what it takes to become this higher human, which your platform higher humans is all about doing the work. The work is a forever journey and a process. There's no end goal or a final destination, even in terms of this growth, it's, it's infinite. And so I appreciate your vulnerability to discuss the whole process where we all are going to have these moments of self-doubt, insecurity. Um, the shadow aspects come out fully for us to really see how to show up fully in our authenticity. Like you had a brilliant idea, 
but the idea was just an idea until you were able to finally take a line and inspired action. And that took you doing the work to be able to get to that point where you can take aligned and inspired action. And this is something that I've been thinking a lot about lately, as well as in my own life and things that I've seen mirrored back to me in my surroundings of this point of decision-making. We keep coming to these things where it's like, I have to make a decision or I should make a decision. When any time in life, the decision just appears to you where there's no resistance. And it is within the stillness that the answers are always found. But in order to get to that stillness, sometimes you got to go digging in that muck to be able to get to that place of, of calmness, of stillness. And so I think that you finally were able to get to that place where the decision just was, was made like that for you. So I'm proud of you and I'm grateful that you know, I've been able to be part of your journey to this next step in your life as well. And that really ties into like, what is like a higher human as far as higher humans as your, as your platform and community go, what does that really entail? I guess you're talking about the framework. How can we begin to start there of dismantling this framework? Right. So it took me a while to really kind of flush out what a higher human actually is. And so I tried to encompass this really big idea into like 20 words, right? <laughs> like my Twitter, you know, the Twitter, the Twitter feed. So higher human, higher humans are championing for the the creation of heaven and earth, right? Now I know that sounds like this grand utopian idea. But at the end of the day, if you look around right now, it is a shit show, right? And we've kind of decided that human potential and the human condition is, this is it. And when you start to really free yourself from ignorance and start studying like psychology and philosophy, and you see that this potential we have is only being stunted by systems and you know other people's ideas of how life should be that's aligned or misaligned because they haven't done any shadow work or they haven't understood the depths of reality the, the higher human wants to free themselves of ignorance by understanding the right knowledge to understanding knowledge of of reality so aligning with the natural laws and to know what is, not what you believe it to be, right? And so the higher human, it's it's kind of like the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell's book, The Hero's Journey, right? Of literally taking the risk and finding the mentor and going down into Hades and learning all the things and coming back out and delivering it for the world, right? And so the, the higher human wants to do and to become what's necessary for the evolution, not of just the self, but of the collective also, right? And yes, that's a super lofty idea, but the things that I've learned and studied has shown me that like there is a way to be able to, there's a way to think, there's a way to be, there's a, there's a path on which you need to become 
the the divine potential that's within us, right? But it's really complex because now you're dissecting psychology, you're dissecting, you know, spiritual concepts, you're dissecting government, education, because everyone's kind of learning differently. And so the idea is to figure out and to change the system or just to plant seeds. Honestly, I'm not trying to change the world, but I'm, I am <laughs> in a sense that's like, yeah, if I just put this idea into the world, maybe someone will be the person to catch on and like really run with this idea of, holy shit, like we could be having this, the Star Trek government, you know, so society where it's just, it's autonomous, it's sovereign, but it's also very socially beautiful, right? And people are actually living in harmony and in, 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 in alignment with like universal law, right? Instead of man-made law. So that was the long-winded answer, but. <laughs> I think you dropped the framework right then and there. And that kind of leads us into like this whole bigger picture aspect of the balance of the individual with the connectedness of the collective, where there's the individual's journey but as a byproduct of the individual's journey is the connection to all that is, that's all that's around you and hopefully be able to be connected to other like-minded individuals that are able to help us in our growth and our own journey as well. And that we're all benefiting from each other's collaboration. So that kind of just brings me into, you know, like, how to get to that that level of balance you, you talk about the inner work can you dive more into this like inner work framework that we've kind of laid it out a little bit in like the shadow work episode and the discovery of self but if you want to embellish more on that of that balance that's required I think that would be helpful to people yeah well I see it in two ways like I understand that there is this purging that has to be done right again before that even happens you have to become aware of holy shit like I've been dealing with these things these things are alive in me I need to do whatever it takes to start purging this emotion this trauma right so there's that aspect in terms of the healing part right the other aspect which I think is very it's super important because it's it's the way I feel, I think the universe itself thinks. So I always, I, I make it into like a, a little metaphor, right? The idea, you know, if you're a soul and the earth is a school, right? And you're here to learn, well, Let's make it even more specific. It's a music school, right? And so if your soul is energy and frequency and you're in this school, the idea is to tune the instrument, which is your soul, to play in the grand orchestra, okay? So it's like, but, but what do you need to tune the instrument, right? The instrument, you, you can't just go believing, oh, I'm going to do whatever it takes to tune the instrument. You have to learn how to tune the instrument according to the harmonics 
that are already existing in the universe, right? So it's almost like you're trying to, it's like you're, you're trying to get into the band, right? And the band is like, the orchestra is like all the great philosophers and they're already playing this beautiful music and you're trying to make it there, right? And so it's, it's getting not just, it's not just doing the healing work, it's learning how to tune the instrument. It's learning what it takes to actually get on the path, how to think about it and really start taking the action to go that direction, right? I hope that makes sense. I was rambling, but I think it's, it's important to do the healing work. There's that, inner, there's that inner world. It's all what you discover inside, but it's also about knowing and what it really means to know, right? When you know how to play that instrument, you don't even have to think about it, right? It's just, a, a, it comes through you almost, right? And I think it's really important to understand there's this feeling emotional aspect to this inner journey, and then there's proper thinking, and then you can start looking outside to see, okay, because now you're, you're, you're thinking properly, you can see the systems and the things that are in place that are also holding the collective back from evolving, right? But it takes, again, going back to the one word that you're gonna hear 8,000 times, knowledge. You have to have the correct knowledge and understand that this is an energetic journey you're on in a meat, in a, in a meat suit and you're still trying to tune the instrument through lessons, knowledge, understanding, right? And with that comes the virtue, with that comes the wisdom. But again, all the man-made ideas of how we should be, as opposed to what we are, not who we are, but what we are, I think that needs to be discerned on a level that's it's so well refined that we are in flow with the natural flow of the universe. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So the way that I've come to understand it, the way that you kind of laid out this framework is let's look at the bigger picture scale here. So we're talking about like, there's three fundamental aspects here of the lessons. Life is a lesson. We're in this school. So we're learning these lessons. And then through those lessons, we're able to gain knowledge. And with the right kinds of knowledge, we're then able to have this understanding. So that's the more philosophical viewpoint of the simplistic way of understanding oneself and the way in which we work within this order of this framework of these laws of the universe. And then in terms of actually applying it more like an individualistic experience, you're having to tune into the universe to be able to get this knowledge and understanding of what the bigger picture is. And then from there, we're able to really tune and start the healing process of how to get in balance with those, those laws, those fundamentals, those principles, that knowledge. And then through that deep healing, then we get that tuned into that inner knowing that's in vibration and alignment with the higher knowledge of the universe. And then that comes to the point of integration, integrating the, this knowledge and wisdom that we've received so that we have that true understanding of the greater laws of the universe. So I guess just kind of prefaces here too, um, for a lot of people that may or may not know, 
there is this, there's several scales here that we can look at. There's the 12 universal laws of, of the universe. And then there's also like laws of nature, you know, like more Darwinian kind of things. But as far as just like the 12 laws of the universe go, just like one, like law of divine oneness, we're all connected Two law of vibration. Each particle in the universe is made of energy. And then there's the law of action to achieve something one must take action. Law of correspondence. Outer world is a reflection of our inner world. Most people get that one wrong. Uh, law of attraction. <laughs> yes. Law of attraction. Like attracts like. Law of cause and effect. You get back whatever you send into the universe. Law of compensation. You get as good as you give. A law of uh, perpetual transmutation of energy. The universe keeps changing. Law of relativity. Every individual is tested by the universe. Law of rhythm. Everything goes through cycles, rhythm, and patterns. Law of polarity. Everything in universe has an opposite. And then finally, law of gender. All things have masculine and feminine components. And we can change this out with just the polarity of energy, of just positive, negative. If people are perturbed by any of these right. gender words, it's it's really very standard. But this is like a, just an, a framework. So the same way that Kyle is mapping out the framework for what higher humans is, is an embodiment and in proportion to what these laws of the, the universe are that, you know, are argumentable, period. But I, I think a lot of them just are and that's like a lot of things that we discover that things just just are and you don't have to to fight for it to be something that it's not you don't have to you know beat yourself up to accept it it just it just is and that's something that's really important I think to understand when when we talk about like these systems these frameworks these foundations people get really perturbed by like I have to fit myself in these boxes or these are restrictions. These are rules and regulations. It's the same thing as the fucking government. Da, 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 da. When reality, right. it's like, these are just things that just are that you naturally come to this understanding. That's where it gets to that simplistic bigger picture of what I understood Kyle to explain is we learn, we come here to learn the lessons to have the human experience. And we gain the knowledge and the wisdom that the universe has to provide for us, whether you want to believe in those 12 laws of the universe or, or however you get to that, that understanding of, of connectedness of oneness, and then being able to just understand that that all is, I don't know if that kind of summarizes what you were saying in terms of this framework. Um, and I guess really that kind of drives us to the next part of this is like the purpose like what is the higher human's purpose like we talk about creating our heaven on earth but can you embellish more about the purpose yeah the purpose is simple i think if you took away all the fluff everything that distracts us everything that's every system that's put in place and really take a look at the fundamental principle the the purpose of all of this is to know thyself, to evolve, literally. If you took away all the money, all the jobs, all the systems, and we were living in harmony, one thing would be left that you cannot stop is this forward motion to evolve, right? In order to do that, I tell people, and this is a big part of the higher human's idea, I don't believe anymore. It's either I know or I don't know. 
right? And so in ancient, uh, I think it's Greece, ancient Greeks, they, they have a word. So there's the word agnostic, right? And then there's the word Gnostic, right? And Gnostic means to know. And there was a religion based on knowing. They believed or they knew that the universe is knowable, right? You can know the ins and outs of how it works by knowing self because you are the universe in a holographic fractal soul being projected. You are the universe, right? And so what the goal here in this framework of being a higher human is to understand that you can believe anything and still not know anything, right? But when you know and you're using, you know, epistemology and understanding and logic and reason, you know something, it, it hits differently. Now you're not blindly believing in anything. And so the idea is let's push forward ideas. Let's push forward um, different theories that we can know, right? Instead of believing in stories that we can't know, we just have to believe. And so one is subjective. The stories are subjective. And then the other, the knowledge of self, the laws of the universe, those are objective. Regardless if you want to believe in them or not, they are real, right? And they govern the way this life flows. So the idea is to really get in, in, in alignment with the knowing of yourself and the way the universe, your universe works. And I think once you get in alignment and you stop resisting what is, it will flow, right? Obviously, there are minds of people that won't want to fall in line, right? But it will flow to the point where there's less conflict, right? And if you look around the world, everyone's in conflict because they're believing something different. Now, if you knew, if you know, and you're in alignment with the truth of what you are and what this is, then you don't have to believe. And now everyone's on the same page, right? Which then makes it easier for us to live in harmony because we're just going with the flow of what we are. We're not trying to impede the flow with what we think it should be it's just like, oh, this is what it is. And this works best for me and the collective, right? So the higher human is always thinking about the collective. This isn't you. I wasn't born here by myself, so I can't only think of me, right? The fact that there are others around means that this is a journey for you and them. It's us, right? And so it's just that mindset I always think about like, man, how is it, why is it so hard? What is it that's in our way that, that makes us think this, this way to create so much conflict? And I think it's just, you know, there are certain systems that, you know, 
I will talk about in a later podcast, but that I think are detrimental to what we can become, you know? In my eyes, it's like the higher human knows that we are the omega point. We have the potential of the omega point, like this all-encompassing knowing alignment with what is, right? But like, why the fuck can't we get there, right? And so I've been looking for the last, reading tons of books and looking around for the last few years and like, there are literally things in place in our in our reality that are put here just to keep us from becoming what we know we're supposed to become, right? And so, yeah, that was a tangent, but... <laughs> no, you, you did encapsulate a lot of good points here, like the purpose. Like the purpose right. is to know thyself, but then you know what you're ending on here is that there's a lot of systems and programming conditioning that are put in our way from ever truly knowing ourselves because we are taught certain things and programmed brainwashed you know just distracted misguided in directions that lead us further away from self and so if our purpose is to know thyself I guess the main thing is like how does one truly know thyself like if we're going to break this down into like a foundational system here of like how we go about it like where does one begin of just being like I start to note like observing like you're observing the things that are going on in your world but how do you truly know thyself like what does that all in encompass here of like do I my, my triggers like likes dislikes like what I feel compelled to do do you, do you want to just describe more of like this sort of understanding and knowledge or system that can even exist to how someone gets there when there's nothing but, you know, programming and conditioning out there that are teaching us the opposite of that. Yeah, fuck. That question slapped. Um, <laughs> I think, so, to know thyself, right? There's, there's always going to be what I would call the antithesis to your thesis. So the dialectical process that has to happen, right? So like you're going about your day, your life, you think everything that you've learned and you know is you and that, that's how it is. And then some antithesis shows up, knocks you off your bike. Now it's made you question something, right? So the, the question, why did this happen? Or why is this happening? It's probably one of the most important questions you can ask about anything, right? Instead of making some kind of assumption about it, you ask why and you go look for the answer, okay? So you got knocked off the bike, the antithesis is laughing at you like, ha, 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 like you're going to learn this lesson. You have to use what you've learned and what you know to level up, right? This is called the Hegelian dialectic. So and how does one know? Well, you first start asking these questions, right? But then you start to wonder, okay, like, am I really in control? Do I want to take responsibility for this? Is this all on me? Am I, am I playing a mental game with myself, right? One of the questions that really catapulted me on this journey was, 
I saw something on Instagram. No, Instagram didn't even exist back then. I think it was Facebook or what was the one before that one? MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. Um, and it said something about the crowd will never have the answer. The people who change the world always go against the crowd. And that started making me think. And I was like, okay, so don't follow the crowd. But yeah, like that, like who am I following? Like if I'm not following the crowd, who am I going to follow? Right. And something like just clicked in my brain. And I was like, who are the brightest men to walk this planet? And I asked that question out loud and I was like, okay, well, first person came to my mind was like, well, Steve Jobs is pretty bright, but I'm like, yeah, he offered this technological understanding of, you know, of technology and phones and shit. I'm like, but who knew about life on the deepest levels? And so I started talking, started reading about like, the, I read the Bhagavad Bhag, Bhag Gita, Bhag right? Gita, yeah. Right. And then I read a book called uh, by Herman Hess, uh, Siddhartha. And I was like, okay. Then I read The Alchemist and I was like, okay, these people kind of understand life, but it's, it's still too like up in the air. And I was like, somebody knows, like who understands this form, this form of life, this at the deepest levels. And my mind went straight to Pythagoras for some reason. (laughs) And I started to realize that these men were trying to understand like the fundamental principles of reality and how it worked. And I was like, holy shit, like these people, some would argue that they don't know, but these people know more than the average person, right? And I started to read the history and understanding of like logic and epistemology and ontology and these subjects. And I was like, holy shit, this is, this is it. This is where the answers are going to be found because they were asking the most profound questions without making an assumption. And they were backing it up with a sufficient reason of why it is the way it is. And so I started there and I just got completely lost, like literally lost because there was so much information, right? But my curiosity did not, it wouldn't quell. It was just like, you gotta, you gotta figure this out. And I think it came down to a very unique, I wouldn't say unique, but I, 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 an understanding that like everything happens for a reason. Everything has a reason for existing. The universe thinks in a certain way. That one blew my mind. I was like, wait, before there were humans here to think, the universe is mental. That means it was thinking in a certain way for us to have form and content and patterns. And I'm like, how do these patterns understand? And so like, I mean, how do you understand these patterns? How do they get to be here? And I started asking these crazy questions and like the answers started to come to me, like by reading different books. And so to know, you have to ask deeper questions, right? You have to be curious. You have to have something that's so 
And for me, it was pain. I was so in pain that I had to find an answer. Otherwise, I would not be sitting here. I would have offed myself a long time ago. So appreciate the pain because it's real, right? Be super curious, seek knowledge. And yeah, I can't even remember, but ontology, epistemology, logic, philosophy, psychology, trauma, all these things are so important, an important piece to the overall puzzle of understanding this life and what it means to become a higher human. I think that, yeah, you talk about a lot of important points here that, you know, for certain people, this may click with and other people might take a little while to digest. But I think you lay down really important framework of the question where everything in life is a mystery, whether you want to believe in God, higher power, source, spirit, divine, whatever the fuck you want to call it. That is the mystery that every single one of these denominations and these ways of life and philosophies talk about the mystery. And that is what we are uncovering. There is a mystery within yourself and a mystery within the universe. But there are those fundamental laws or structures or rubrics, whatever you want to call it, that are still just there. Like I keep saying, it's like, it's, it's, it just is. And when you can get to this point of questioning everything to uncover the most simplistic things are, that is. So that's why Pythagoras is a really great example because Pythagoras wasn't out there trying to um, force these theorems because that's what Pythagoras is all about is theorems. He was not trying to argue about that I'm right and this is the way it's going like he got to this point of just acceptance of like my natural curiosity has led me down to these points and I found really um like you're saying like mathematically laid out ways of thinking and and being and showing up in this world that prove these things and right. so it's really about getting to this point where the ego is no longer there and that the answers show up and in one way to get to that is to question everything. If you're not questioning everything in your life, then you are complicit in whatever shows up for you. So that becomes your reality. And within this higher humans concept or way of being, uh, for creating our heaven on earth, that requires you to do work where if you're just here, and you're complicit to whatever life is giving you. Like most people live to work. They don't work to live. Most people stay stuck and stagnant in a system that is not meant for their highest good. They just work a job that pays them money. And then they retire at like age 66 now is like the average age. And then your life expectancy is anywhere between like 76 and 86, only giving you these few years to really live a life and before that point you'd been conditioned everything around you by other people instead of living life for yourself is that really life we have to start questioning these things of just being like is this the reality i want to live in and the answer for most people that are listening to this podcast is is no it, it's not and you make a really good statement talking about the pain and Anybody that researches philosophy and especially like poetry, this is the exact like antithesis 
of what it means to exist, that pain and suffering is the inspiration for you to live. It is caused by these really terrible feelings and emotions and states of being to unlock the full potential within you. That you should not be afraid of pain and suffering. In fact, pain and suffering are part of life. If you have never felt pain and suffering in your life, you're not living. And so it's really important for us to understand that these tragedies that you experience in life are temporary. And by questioning why you are feeling this way, can you only begin to unearth wh where you can go? And that's a really beautiful evolution, like you discussed, that the human life is able to endure, that we're able to utilize all these different things in our life to evolve, but that's only going to come from questioning everything in our reality. And then there's the systems like you're talking about that can make a lot more sense for you to discover the answers. But as we know, it's like we all have unique gifts, our own unique journey, and we're all going to get to our own personal answers in our own way. If we're creating our own heaven on earth, our own universe within, then we have to remember that like somebody else is doing the same thing and it's not going to necessarily be the same, but we're working in the same framework of this higher level, this higher knowledge that we can live and co-create together and coincide without massive amounts of unnecessary conflict. Like conflict's important, but we don't have to have like, you know, all out brutal wars over dumb shit. <laughs> so right. I guess it's like, you know, these, these whole ideas of, of the knowing thyself, like, I don't know if you want to talk about how that really like uncovering, like, the unconsciousness of how you're really connecting the dots, like talk about like the essence of that, if you don't mind. Yeah, that one's for me, I think, I think there comes with the pain, a level of desperation, right? And that desperation is telling you to let go of what you think it is, which is ego. And, then, and, and again, ego, there's, ego plays a very important role and not using ego as a bad thing. It's just, ego will always be there, right? But in terms of your conditioned ego, like that desperation to let go of that idea will lead you to leveling up in a, in a way that's like you your mind will begin to start connecting dots because now you're letting your intuition kind of guide you. Does that make sense? Instead of the ego just being there and you thinking this is how it's supposed to be, when you that desperation sets in and you let go, your, your mind has room. And, and here's the thing, you are quiet enough to hear or to see what needs to be seen. Right. So it's like you're going to be guided by something in you to the next step. Right. And for me, that was super important. There was a point of desperation. I was just like, OK, I have to immerse myself. I read. I stayed in my room. And my intuition just locked in on certain things. And it was like I would read something or see something and watch it and be completely lost. And I'm like, I don't know, that was Chinese. But a day will go by and then something would appear 
And because I'm listening and I'm so ready to like be out of this state, I'll watch it or I'll read it. And it will literally clarify the thing that I read beforehand, right? And so that's one aspect of it. It's just being able to let go and really get guided by the intuition. Now, intuition is this, it's like a, a web that connects dots in your unconscious and delivers it to you, right? So it's more like an, un an unconscious operation, right? But you also have to make the conscious effort to seek. And yes, you, people want to believe that, yeah, I just depend only on my intuition. But you have a conscious mind for a reason. And that reason is to take conscious action or to use your conscious knowledge, reason, logic, making skills, those faculties to actually find the answer, right? So you have to use a combination of your intuition and a combination of your analytical, critical mind, logical mind to do this, right? If you want to think that, oh, I'm just going to feel into my intuition all day, you're 50% wrong all the time, right? Because you have no way of being grounded in what that decision is. Now you have to use the left side of your brain to also understand and interpret this feeling, right? Of feeling or being guided by the gut feeling, right? I'll get into this in another time, but for me, there are two types of intuition that I experience. I experience it in my gut and I experience it just in a, cogniz a cognitive knowing. So it's more of an intellectual like, ding, 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 ding. Okay, that's the answer. Instead of like, oh, what's this feeling? I gotta go figure this out and interpret this, right? That happens more with people. Like when I'm with people, I can read them through my gut feeling. But when I'm reading high level texts and I'm like understanding, like I'm trying to connect the dots, my intuition will just do it for me. And it's like, oh, this connects to this. Now you have to figure out the path. How did they connect? That's on you. But now you know, right? Figure it out on your own. And so it's really important to know that like, to know, to get to know the curiosity, but you're using your intuition, you're using this analytical mind, this human mind, to really sift through the noise, right? And the noise is all the information that's bombarding you constantly. And so you have to use your mind again to discern and judge. That's not for me. That's not for me. This isn't where I want to go on my journey. So like, that ain't for me. But again, to know, you have to, you have to almost transcend the, you have to transcend the idea that you already think you know, <laughs> which is a, a, a mind fuck, right? Because you're like, I already know, but like, do you, what else is there to know? can it be known and so a bit a, a lot of the the conversation i want to have is like comparing and understanding like 
rational idealism as opposed to scientific material empiricism and like why those two paradigms don't connect right and just breaking down the different the different ways humans think based on the Myers-Briggs um, and breaking down really, really intense topics about the nature of reality so we can really see it and then align ourselves with knowing it. Because you got to see it first to then understand, okay, I got to know this, right? So awareness, the knowledge of it, and then you kind of start walking the path of trying to know, you know? But if you believe you can't know, then you won't go looking, you know? This is true. I mean, the whole natural curiosity is really what will enable somebody to to go down that rabbit hole, per se. And I just wanted to point out, like, one thing, like you mentioned, and I think this is a really good way of looking at it, is, like, I just, I was like, let me just bring up the definition of ego and and kind of use that as like a little bit of a segue into these things. So according to like the Oxford dictionary, um, like ego is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance, but then it's going to break it down into two variations here of like the psychoanalysis and the philosophy sense. So the psychoanalysis says that it's the part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and the unconscious and is responsible for reality testing and a sense of personal identity, which I think is a really great way of exposing ego. And then in the more metaphysical philosophy side of things, it is a conscious thinking subject. And so I think it's a really great way that you have, you know, primed this more so is that it's multifaceted, that in Mm -hmm. order for us to truly know that you're having to unlock all parts of yourself. This human reality is comprised of many things. That's our, it's not just our physical selves in this physical 3D reality, but it is our mental, all the cognitive things that we have access to in here that controls and regulates the physical. These are things that are happening unconsciously, like to breathe is an unconscious act, but you can tune in and learn how to consciously breathe. That's something that we don't think about of how to connect those levels of of life, of of being. And then beyond that, there's the more emotional sides of things. This nervous system, we have a parasympathetic nervous system running through us at all times that enables us to respond in a physical way or affects by our, our, our thinking process. And then tying that into our more spiritual side of things, of the connectedness with all that is around us and how that then infects us, how we're thinking, how we're feeling and how how we're showing up physically in this world. And all of those things make up us. So in order to understand thyself, you have to be in tune with all of these different frequencies or ways of being in order to truly activate your full potential. And so one thing you you referred to is like the sense of intuition and, you know, mirroring that with logic and reason and rationale per se and for many people you're going to be like what we would say like left-brained or right-brained more so and I think that's a cop-out you know in many ways of just feeling that's just what your predisposition is and that's how you will be in life it's like we have that but if you're really understanding these things you're learning how to unlock both of them and that in itself 
is where intuition truly lies, is that there's no differentiation between what is I what I feel that I cannot explain to be right. And then there's logic and rationale saying one thing or another, but your intuition defies both of it. And that is where truth comes from for me, where it's like, I don't need to ex over explain. It just is. And that's where I think a lot of people find that deeper knowing within to connect with something like you're saying, it's an unconscious process when you have that light bulb go off in your brain that you just know something to be true. I mean, we can talk about it in a more metaphysical way of like your third guy, your third eye or pineal right. gland is open there that you have tuned into the frequencies around the world and all that shit. And it's like, yeah, that, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's something that you don't need to really over explain. It's we all have that switch activated within us if we so choose it. But the systems and the conditioning that have been built in this society are going to do everything in their power to prevent that from happening. They don't want you to have access to all of this knowledge. Knowledge is power. If you have the right knowledge, you are a powerful motherfucker and people are going to be really scared of you. Why do you think in history about civilizations burning all the books, burning all the knowledge, calling people, you know, mystics and stuff and burning them at the fucking stake, you know, canceling out all these you know, propagandas and political rallies and all this stuff. It's because those people know where did they get this knowledge? It's because they questioned everything and could tune into themselves in a way that defies us having to over explain that this is a cognitive thought process based upon X, Y, and Z and that, doo -doo -doo -doo. you know, like that's part of it. But they have defied that logic and have tuned into this universal knowing, like we keep talking about this, this higher power that we can access. And so I think that creates this, um, you know, systems and frameworks of like something you were and I were discussing about the true self-discovery. Like if you want to explain like that understanding of like maybe like the savior hero archetype here. I'd love for you to embellish more about that to help people kind of access that part of themselves. Hmm. So, so I'll try to tie this back around, but it's not going to make sense at first. <laughs> okay. Um, I think, so in the work I do, I always ask people a question. I ask them, what are you? What are you? And I get all kinds of answers. I'm a human. I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. I'm this. I'm that. Right? Or they'll start telling me who they are. You know? And I'm like, okay. But like, have you ever really thought about what are you? Not who are you? And they're like, well, I'm a human. I'm like, okay. So look at your hand and they'll look at their hand and I'm like, that skin is made of cells, right? And those cells are made of molecules. And then you get to the fundamental atom. And they're like, okay, what do you mean? And I'm like, if, and I've seen this in my with my own eyes. Atoms are made of 99.9999999999% space, but it's not empty. Obviously, there's energy. So if you were to look at yourself, and understand yourself from a fundamental principle, you're not any of this that you can see. 
you're actually invisible, right? Because again, if an atom is made of 99.999999% space, what really are you? That 99% of you is an invisible frequency, an invisible energy. Now, how in the hell are you able to laugh and cry not in this physical manifestation of laughing and crying, but how does that work, right? How does that energy manifest to your vocal cords to be able to speak and to see and perceive beauty and, and, and feel when you're invisible? And so understanding that you're more of this conceptual or there are these things called archetypes or these energetic programs that we all have access to, right? They all exist within that 99.99999% of what you are, which makes up who you are in the 3D, right? And so these archetypes, there are some in there that are so important to this journey of coming to earth and having to evolve. And one I read about was the hero archetype. And this is where this idea of saving yourself or what was the word I used earlier? Uh, salvation. Salvation, which... If you grew up in this world, salvation comes from something out there. But the hero archetype embedded in our divine potential is there. And it's there for you to access to save yourself, whatever that looks like, right? And for me, saving myself was <laughs> literally figuring out how not to leave this planet, right? and learn about the mind, learn about the spirit, learn about the things that people, like the great minds were talking about and understanding. So using my consciousness, right? To figure out how to structure the way I think so I'm not causing myself internal pain unnecessarily obviously there are things that are going to come up that i'm like oh i didn't see that that was unconscious to me and now it's becoming conscious through the pain so now i get to go investigate it and be like oh fuck that doesn't feel good let me go figure out why as opposed to what i used to do before which was that doesn't feel good i'm gonna go distract myself right and so and I, trust me, I still distract myself. Instagram is the bane of my life sometimes. But understanding that like when those pains come up and I'm like, eh, I'm like, oh, I need to go look and see to understand what that is, right? And so to tie this all around, it's like the idea of knowing first that you, you're here to save yourself. And salvation comes through reconciling with your pain 
and having the right mindset to actually sit with it and understand it. Maybe you have to go seek some knowledge to understand the pain is there for a reason. And when you get that reason, you have like the psychic click. You're like, Bing! oh, and now you take an action or sometimes literally it dissolves because you understand something where your conscious mind is no longer in conflict with the unconscious part of you or the shadow aspect. Or there's two shadow aspects that are in conflict with each other that are like, oh, oh, that resolves all of this. And that feeling just goes away. Now, usually there's more work to do, but like you, you get what I'm saying, right? And so the idea is to access and know that there's an archetype in you where or a program an energetic program that you can access and you can save yourself if you have the curiosity to see the higher levels of what life is you have to access that that archetype because it's gonna suck it's gonna be hard because you're gonna be spinning your wheels you're going to be trying to solve these emotions you're going to go crazy you're going to feel like you're going crazy because every day you're asking a question that might peel another layer off and you're like fuck this is what i thought and now it's not right but an overarching observer views shows you that like you can be at peace whether there's a little bit of turmoil going on and the polarity of it. So it's like you're up here observing the turmoil over here, the chaos, and you're like, oh, shit, I can make, I, I can make myself feel good too. There's some structure. There's some beauty here. And you're here just observing like, oh, it's a shit show. And at the same time, it's this beautiful shit show, right? The beautiful disaster. And for some reason, when I think about it like that, I can feel that I don't have to be at conflict with what is. And that makes my life so much easier. Not easier. It just makes me feel better about being alive. And I think if everyone can feel better about being alive and align with their purpose and do what they can to improve the lives of the people around them by doing the work in themselves. Like that's when we can have higher humans, you know, there is a weird sadness too, that comes with it because it's such a far-fetched idea for me, knowing that I won't get to witness it. Like maybe I, I I don't know, but like my idealized version of life, right? But I know that I'm not supposed to be doing anything else. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, if you want to sit around and talk about idealistic, conceptual things all day, all right, I'm here for that, you know, but yeah. I, think, I don't no, know. I, I think just so. got really sad. Fuck. 
well, that's that's a really good key point to explain here. Like when you tap into these higher levels of consciousness, you really see how sad the reality that we live in is. And it can be very difficult to continue on the path. And many of us question at times of being like, what is this all for? Does this even matter? Yes, right. it does matter. And, you know, I, I like to think that within our lifetime, we will see more of what we we are connected to in this higher consciousness. And I think really what that is, is a perspective shift. And that's all my podcast talks about is, is changing your perspective, switching it up, changing your reality through your mindsets, through this deep inner work and dynamic growth. Are we able to change the way we are perceiving reality, the way that we're able to, like you're talking about, see the beautiful disaster and then the beauty that lies within that at the same time, that is a perspective shift, that is a higher level of thinking. And for us to access that is possible. We're seeing that. We are witnessing this now in our everyday life. The world has been dismantled for the last three years. We've had mass awakenings that are far exceeded, you know, like previous historic timelines. And I think it's something that through these horrible catastrophes is creating this beautiful level of consciousness because we are no longer able to look through these things anymore with a blind eye. We're, we're right. getting triggered and activated. Our souls are yearning for this deep connectedness and understanding of that, you know, the absence of, of fear is love. And what do we fear the most is love. Like, that's like a really powerful fucking quote. And I think it's so true of everything that we have been taught to, to hate, taught to, to distract ourselves with is the absence of love. Yet that is the very thing that we are all looking for. That is the thing that keeps us going. That is the thing that connects us to everything that we're around. And so the more that we're able to tune into that frequency, like you're saying, like tune in our little instruments to that frequency, the easier it is for us to find that in everyday moments. Like I have that, this thing that I say, like my daily delights log, it's like finding the delights in everyday moments, that there is beauty in every single thing that we do. If you're able to see it from that higher perspective, if you're able to pull back and see things truly as they are instead of your your trauma viewpoint your programming viewpoint your you know environmental and conditioning viewpoints that have been projected onto you to see life in such a negative way and it's just a really difficult challenge for many of us to remove ourselves fully from those those painful viewpoints but at the same time it's those painful viewpoints is actually what keeps us tuned in fully in in this in this whole bigger picture sense of like this 3D reality with the higher consciousness. We can't have the removal of either of them. We need both of them to see this reality very clearly here. And this is something that I've struggled with a lot, you know, being someone that can always see the higher viewpoint. It's like no matter how fucking terrible something is, it's like I'm always like, well, I understand that this actually shows me X, Y, and Z, or that like I can see that this is actually a positive. Like, and it's really right. challenging for me to not 
see it in that way and that most people don't ever look at life in that way and it's not for me to judge them it's not for me to force them to get on this this boat with me but it at times can feel very sad and lonely where you're like I don't get why this is so challenging for people right, right. and it just makes life really odd and so like with this whole um you know higher humans aspect is like I, I think it's possible. I think we will see this in our lifetime. And I guess more or less, I want to know is just like, how how do you think we can connect more deeply with, with other people in this higher humans thought level? Like, what are the systems that you think we can start implementing that will make this something more accessible to, to those who have to struggle to see from the higher humans perspective? I don't even, I, I want to be able to, to clarify. I want to clarify that the perspective I'm talking about isn't mine, okay? What I'm doing is trying to align with the natural way things are. So this isn't coming from Kyle and his opinion because people are going to be like, who do you think you are claiming you're a higher human? That's just a name I'm putting to something that already is in an idealistic sense, right? So clarify that. Um, what was the question again? More or less just like for this higher ideal that already exists of what higher humans is, how can we like connect deeper with each other to evolve this, to make this be something where we can create this idealistic reality uh, that that's out there for us like how what are the systems or things that we can start doing now to implement this to to unlock it right so i think the the dance between individualism and collectivism has to happen right so the individual's journey seeking knowledge understanding right? Creating, understanding the inner system of who you are, right? That's a system, right? Carl Jung's breakdown of the psyche is a system, right? And then understanding how does that manifest externally? So this is a good segue for the fact that like Kate and I are going to do a workshop, okay? That's a system we're creating to help others discover this information and discover themselves, right? I think also there, there needs to be the dissolution of arbitrary systems that separate people. I, I, and, and this is what I'll talk about in like the other side of what a higher human is. But like, for example, the idea of um, Republican and Democrat, instead of it just being logical and illogical, we put this identity towards with these beliefs that create separation. And that makes no fucking sense, right? So systems, allowance, this dissolution this, this of concepts and ideas, reevaluating all values, right? 
not tolerating intolerance, right? You, you cannot tolerate things that are intolerable. That can't happen because <laughs> it's it's a logical opposite. Like if something's intolerable, why would you tolerate it, right? And so these systems we need in place that reevaluate reevaluate all the values and the systems we have and not putting up with things that harm the collective right and so we we actually have to put a stop to that that that's that's a real thing and that's where like shadow work can help because you're going to have to tune in to like that's that's fucked up. That's angry and want to do something about it. Like be a warrior. I don't know. Right. I'm here with talking on a computer, like being nerdy about it. Like that's my way of being a warrior. Right. But again, it's the systems that we have to put into place have to consider everyone's expression of their inner world, right? As And also consider, well, is does this expression hurt other people? Now, we all want to do things that's best for us, but is our excessive consumerism helping the world no it 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 it's driven that consumerism is a, a desire driven to literally please and comfort and get a high within yourself it doesn't help to do it all the time because it doesn't help the collective right and so it's just little things like this I think we got we have to start considering when you're creating your own world to benefit the world that makes sense right and maybe you have to sacrifice something right the word self sacrificial I thought about this yesterday is if you look at yourself like this as a whole being with all of you, all of these things in there aren't good. And so you're going to sacrifice parts of yourself to benefit the collective. And that part of yourself might be or might have the desire to overconsume because it boosts your ego. So now you have to sacrifice that part of yourself. People don't understand that. They only see it as sacrificing. Oh, I'm sacrificing what I have and what I need and da-da-da-da. And it's like, no, you're sacrificing what you have to to create the heaven in yourself to create and benefit what's good for the collective. It's always how it has to be. I don't know if there's another theory or another way to simplify that, you know? I mean, 
that's the whole conundrum in and of it all is individualistic versus collectiveness of there's always going to, I mean, this is more just economic space. You know, there's always somebody that is willing to pay more for something, or there's always somebody that's going to value something over somebody else. It's just, that's, that's law. Like if we right. want to break it down into the current systems that we're living in with like capitalism and consumerism, like there are laws and flows that are set up in that way to drive commerce, to drive consumerism, to drive capitalism. And there's not a whole lot that we can do to completely dismantle it. And in all honesty, we don't. That's the thing mm -hmm. where there's a lot of individualistic um, ideologies that people believe that are for the collective good that think that let's, you know, all the one percenters, fuck them, they suck, da, da 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 It's like, actually, no, that's just really perpetuating the shadow aspects of yourself that believe that you are better than they are, that they must suffer, so your suffering stops, giving your power away. In reality, it's be able to see all of those paradigms that work within this reality where there's always going to be somebody that has it better than you and there's always going to be somebody that has a worse off than you and so learning how to uplift both of them of like how can we work and coincide together where i can still shine that my suffering fuels me to rise up to my fullest potential where there's that individualism in me my ego a healthy ego that allows me to do whatever it is that I came here to do to live my heaven on earth. And by product of that, I'm able to then help the collective grow and evolve, but I'm not allowing myself to play small because that's otherwise that's just communism as a whole to play small. So everybody can level up. Like you're hindering your, your level of, of being. And so we're working in this really complicated framework of, of balance of again, like, what does it mean for me to live up to my highest potential and to inspire those around me to live up to their highest potential? And I'm allowed to have anything that I want to have if that's part of my reality that I'm creating for myself. But I must be mindful that when I'm creating my reality of how it is impacting others around me and how I'm doing these things to uplift humanity as a whole, how I'm playing into this collective consciousness where it's not just purely ego-driven and I'm only out for my own well-being and nobody else. That's the right. gray area that we're, we're having to dismantle and kind of find this, this balance. And I think it's doable to work within the constructs that the society has been built upon about, you know, yeah, like, I like to think of myself as a sovereign being where I'm not allowing like the United States government and a lot of other entities around the world to completely impede me from living my highest level of existence. I'm not dependent upon all of these systems in a way that derails me from doing the things that I want to do. Do they at times inhibit me? Sure. Do they at times limit me? Sure. But there are ways that I can find myself around them that, you know, uplifts me where I'm like, yeah, that's pointing out something that is unfair and unequal that I want to to move towards things that I find equality in, or, you know, fight for a just cause that, you know, helps make change happen. But I'm not looking at it as, oh, it's fucking totalitarian bullshit. Like they're like completely fucking up my vibe. And like, how dare they? Like they're, I, I'm better than them type of crap. Like it's not about living life in that way of just angst and unnecessary conflict. It's finding this like peace within men. Like I'm chilling, <laughs> I'm chilling. Sure, there's shit that sucks, a fat bag of dicks here and there, but like overall, like I'm good. So if I'm good then I can start creating the reality outside of myself that's good. And that's something that 
I think a lot more people need to to recenter, like you're saying, like that hero aspect within you. Stop playing this hero thing like, I gotta save the world. I gotta change all these big things. It's like, change your fucking self. Change yourself. Change yourself first and foremost. Do the inner work. And then you can start shifting and changing the reality outside you. That you naturally just start gravitating towards better things for you where you're like, man, I was tripping. Like I know plenty of people that get consumed by like politics and like making a stance in one way or another. And it's just like, do you ever just chill? <laughs> do you ever just like focus on your own well-being and stop focusing so much on this negative shit that's outside of you? And then they're like, damn. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can find that peace within. And so I don't know if you want to just like connect any more about that of like, how, how does the higher human find that that peace within themselves, like we were saying, to, to work more with the collective consciousness? Because I think that's something that's really hard for people to find is, is uh, they're so consumed in like the healing for themselves without seeing that as they heal themselves, they're help healing the collective and that that should be the bigger picture, like kind of goal, more or less. Yeah, that's... Ah, I, I don't even know where to start with that. That's a whole podcast on its own. Like to think, yeah, I, I'm really like, I'm stuck. I don't, I don't know what direction to go with that one for sure. It's like, I could go on for an hour about Absolutely. just that topic alone. Um, yeah, it's, it's, again, I, in my opinion, it's just, realizing that you're not here alone that's it like yeah i get it you want to become the best version of yourself but is that version of you conditioned by the world around you or is it the best version of you aligned with the objective truth of what you are the end of the day you have to discern what that is and i think the only way to help others figure that out is to have conversations like this right the discernment of their society's driving or religion or even your family and your culture is driving your idea of the best version of you or is it just aligned with what you really are i think that's straight to the point and very simple where life is open-ended and if you're not constantly questioning things then you've taken everything at face value and have settled in many ways where this journey of being a human is complicated it's complex there's levels to this and it's an ongoing process our evolution doesn't stop until we're dead and even then there's a whole other side of life to to begin in many ways so that's a whole nother podcast right there in and of itself but you know i just want to like round out and just say like thank you thank you for joining me on this platform to discuss something that's really complicated it's it's really hard and for anyone that even just sat through any of our episodes 
to open themselves up to this new possibility, this, this true way of being within yourself. Like Kyle and I were saying, it's like, we're not making any of this stuff or are we coming from like our own opinions, more or less our own drives and egos at all times. There's of course our own opinions and ego involved, but the things that we're using are these frameworks or systems that have been presented from the universe since long, long ago. And I can, I have right. another podcast later on where I'll discuss a lot of this shit, but like we're all connected. These thoughts were not our own. They they were they were given to right. us. They were gifted to us. And so it's it's really important that we're utilizing this wisdom and knowledge for for our own well-being, but to to help others as well in this journey. And so I just want to commend anybody that has embarked on this healing journey, this consciousness expansion, whatever you want to call it, to to take the first step of questioning like Kyle is saying. And thank you, Kyle, for, for sharing your wisdom and knowledge and your insight to explain things in a way that gets people really thinking higher level consciousness. And it, it's not something that's that's easy to be digested by many. And so for you to put it in a very articulative and, uh, you know, uh, eloquent way. I think it's, it's very nice, uh, to hear it from your perspective that gets people believing that there's, there's far more to, to experience in life than just this really layman's term, you know, just really dumbing ourselves down when we're really high level thought beings where we're really intelligent. So if you want to close out with any final thoughts, I would appreciate that. Yeah, I think, I appreciate you so much and like I would not have done this without you for sure like not in a million years so yeah I I, I'm finding my voice and I have a lot to say for sure um but definitely understand that this this human condition that we're experiencing has a level of actualization that is far beyond where we think we are right now, right? I'll leave with this quote from this book. I don't remember the book, but the guy's name is Michael Faust. And he said, God didn't create the universe. The universe is creating gods. And If you're religious, that's okay. But understand that even in the Bible, it talks about God is within. You are it. That's it. Like, there's nothing else to contemplate, but to understand you have God-like potential and you have to actualize it, whatever that looks like. For me, it's knowing the intricacies of reality and existence. If I know how the game works, I'm in the game, but there's a code that wrote the game, a code that exists behind the game. If you could know that code, then what are you? That is the forever question. What are you? And I think that's a great way to kind of end this of posing the question of what are you and what is a higher human and how do you want to join us and and Kyle's higher humans community and collective I think it's really dope 
So as far as uh, updates and announcements, like Kyle briefly mentioned, we have a workshop coming up at the end of the month. We'll post some details very soon about that, of how you can sign up and join us. And this is a great way to start the work, to have some help, to have some you know guidance, some framework, some structure in, in your journey. And I think everyone at times can use help. But at the end of the day, what Kyle and I are teaching you is to help you help yourself. We're only facilitators. We're not going to tell you what to do or give you unsolicited advice. It's merely just explaining things like we have on this podcast about the, the things that we've come to understand that is, is out there for all of us to access. We can just help facilitate you to find the answers that you're looking for. And, uh, you know, if anyone has popular demand for another live stream, Kyle and I are open to this as well, of doing another live Q&A about any topic. So just like DM us, hit us up. We'll see if that's something we can work in the pipelines. But stay tuned on our Instagrams. For Kyle, that's at Higher Humans. For myself, it's at That's How You Feel Podcast. The U is just the letter U. And this has been an amazing journey for both of us to be able to sit here on a platform where we can have an honest, open conversation to talk about the things that we're both very passionate about. And we think that we just naturally observe and see in our surroundings and have been able to connect deeply with others in their own struggles and their own lives and how we're all going through the same thing. Like Kyle said, we're never alone. It's just, are we able to access our our capabilities to view life in that way so as always keep shifting your perspectives and finding the delights in everyday moments hey